right here on Never Had It So Good. Where are they now? A look back at the athlete's journey, a walk down memory lane all the way up to the present, a discussion about teammates, impact coaches, competition, and how their team prepared them for real life. We groove with it all. Host David Riley, Tim Moore, and Princess Cooper, live on www.NeverHadItSoGoodSportsRadio.com. Welcome to the show, everyone. Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We have an awesome week coming up, and we're excited to get started. My am, I am Princess Cooper with my co-host, Duck Riley. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Princess. How about yourself? Doing really good, really good. Tim Moore, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Princess. How are you? I'm doing good. Did you stay around in the same local area, Tim, or do you have any traveling stories for us this weekend also? Oh, I think you were somewhere um, preaching this weekend, Tim Moore. <laughs> yeah, I preached yeah. that church this morning. Yeah, I did a little something. I don't really preach, preach you know, like, like, like preachers. I just kind of get up and talk a little bit. Uh-huh. I want some video evidence, sir. If you have some video like you did last time of you singing, we love to have it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love to have it. All right. So, Duck Riley, Tim Moore, tonight is Where Are They Now? And our guest is Steve Swain. Let's go ahead and welcome him into the show. Mr. Swain, how are you? Well, good, good afternoon. I'm great. Good evening. Nice to meet you, Prince. Thank you. I also Thank want to say hello nice to my homeboys there. We got to have some West Virginia folks on this show, don't we, Doug? Oh, yeah. All the finest people in the world. Yeah. It's not even even close, Princess. You've got to have it. Almost like heaven. Yeah. Go ahead and get started, Doug. (laughs) Hi, Steve. Again, I want to congratulate you on being inducted and stuff and tremendous high school career, man. It's, it's a pleasure for me to have you on the show. Well, hey, hey, you know, you've always been one of my favorite guys, man. And uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for having the opportunity to be, you know, to represent my team and my school in the Hall of Fame. Okay, all good. Now, Steve, wanna, you know, before Tim jumps in, I want to find out uh, kind of, how did you how did you get started playing at a young age? Oh well, you know you know the you know if you're from Gary, you have to play something, <laughs> or you have to have a doctor's excuse. What you mean? I mean we watched <laughs> the Cleveland Browns every Sunday. Then right. we went out and played. You know what I'm talking about, Tim? Yeah, yeah. Every Sunday, we watched the Cleveland Browns. We played we played football all the time. Of course, we, we played some basketball, not like you guys did over the mountain, though, but, you know, we played a lot of football over there. You know, I remember playing, I was like nine years old, 15 people on the team. And Dave Hamilton, those guys, was quarterback. I was a little kid, and I was out making tackles then. Wow. Steve, Steve, okay, you – I didn't. I didn't know you guys had uh, Pop Warner over there, or just kind of 
You got to no. be a pickup. I know when I came up, we eventually got Pop Warner football, but it wasn't real prevalent back in back in our day. No. Well, you know, that was – no, we just played sandlot. You know, we just chose up sides and played all the time. You know, made up the rules. So we didn't even have Little League until – Little League Baseball until my last year I was able to play. Because, you know, they didn't let us play at that time. But we, you know, we played right. football anywhere was grass because we played on the concrete too, on the asphalt also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and you're moving from Sandlot, so going to middle school, uh, junior high school, as we called it back then. So now you're playing organized football. So how did that go? Well, you know. Uh, one of my fondest memories of that, of course, was our, was my teammates, you know, Eddie Rees, Chad Thomas, Jerome Bell, Oki Dalton. I mean, it, it, it was it was more structured, but we still played the game loose. You know what I mean? It wasn't that tight, so we had that strict coaching, but we had the coaching though. Um, now we started playing in the seventh grade, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. And we had some good teams. And our ninth grade year, we lost one game. And that was the Kimball. And it was over at the Vitman Elementary School field. I don't know if you ever played over there. We played there. It was like a cow pass. It was a rock it was a rock pit, really. But we lost one game. <laughs> I don't know if you ever yeah. been over there. You know, Hook Quadrell uh, was, was the running back, and he had a guy named right. Liston on the line. Well, they had good teams. But, you know, going from – it wasn't a, a big transition going from the same line because we watched all that the, the, uh, football, professional football on TV all the time. My dad used to say, all you guys should be pros. Y'all watch TV, watch the football all the time. Of course, in their era, they didn't have that. Right. Yeah. You're leaving, you're leaving junior high school football. Now you're entering high school. When in high school did you say, huh, I might have a chance to move on to college? Well, you know, uh, Doug, I really wasn't thinking about college when we was playing in the 10th grade. We were just playing having fun. And, of course, you know, we always wanted we were going to go to college. Right, Tim? If you're from Gary, you're going to college. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somewhere. You're going to college. But uh, our 10th grade year, we had a decent team. And we had played JV because I didn't play varsity at that time. Because, you know, we only had 33 boys, 33 guys on the team. So the JV guys played varsity also. A lot of us did special specialty teams. But, you know, I, really when I got as a as a junior, I looked around. I said, you know, maybe because we had Bluefield State there, we had Concord. No, Concord was over at, over at our school every week. Then when my brother he got offered to go to state, my normal brother went to state to play ball, uh, to play quarterback, and he got hurt, so his career was short lived. But junior year, I thought maybe I had enough talent if I could improve and get better to to go play another level. Okay. Now you you're moving on from 
high school, going to college, you know, you're going to West Virginia State. How was it for your freshman year? Was there any hazing? Do you guys have to do certain things? How, how, how did that work out? Well, the only thing hazing, they made us cut our mustache off. <laughs> and, of course, we had to always fetch the balls and do the equipment cleanup. But the only the only hazing we experienced was we had, everybody had to cut the mustache off, all the freshmen. That's really the only thing that, of course, we were trying to show our manhood then. We wanted your mustache. They made us shave our right. mustache off. And, of course, we had to do the errands for some of the older players, things like that. But it really wasn't a big degree of hazing. Okay. Hi, you're going into your sophomore year. How you how how are you feeling about your team? How are you feeling about yourself as a sophomore now that your freshman year is behind you? Well, you know, I had a I got hurt my freshman year. It's like I was starting. Of course, you know, I could probably talk to Dave about this experience. You know our Coach Cure, he went to coach at Bluefield State after our senior year. So homecoming, we playing Bluefield State, and I was named the captain that day for that game. Now, in fact, I don't know if you guys – well, I was only 17 when I went to college. I didn't turn 18 until the end of January. So I was starting wow. captain, and, of course, Bluefield was going to run the same plays we ran at Garrett. Play of the game, second or third player of the game, I was going to run over this running back. Well, you know, those running backs don't like to – like to block, they'd rather run than block, right? So I was going to run over this running back to get to the quarterback, hit me on my ankles. I fell, hit my elbow, dislocated my elbow. Second wow. or third game, second or third play of the game. And, of course, one of my girlfriends from home was there. It was homecoming. I was psyched up. I was probably too psyched up. And so I missed like six games after that, the freshman year. We had a great freshman team, too. But going into the sophomore year, I was ready. In fact, I, I played both tight end and defensive end. I took snaps from both of them during, that, during the sophomore year. I really felt good, really, about myself then because that came out for spring training, then the summer camp. We had a great defense going in, too. Okay, How did you, what did you take from football that you could use in private industry on and, and doing insurance, selling insurance? Well, well football teaches teamwork, teamwork especially. And also, too, it, teach, it teaches you, you have that willpower to succeed, but you don't want to give up. You don't want to finish second. I mean, you work as hard as you can or as smart as you can to reach that. But, uh, you know, before I became, before I started, well, becoming an insurance agent, you know, I worked in the coal mines before. So, I mean, it's, it's a great experience. So everybody should play some sports, every kid. It applies a lot of things to life. Teamwork, being coachable, following instructions, being prepared. Also, being able to be a good winner and also be a good loser. 
Okay. Hey, uh, I'm going to turn you over to Tim right now. How you doing, homeboy? I'm great, Tim. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I, this is a pleasure to have an uh, opportunity to talk to you and Doug together. Um, I want to take you back to uh, to, to Gary, if, you, if we would, for a second. I remember uh, when I was a little kid, I'm, I'm a few years younger than you, uh, I grew up watching you and Eddie and Chad and Oki and all these guys playing ball. Uh, and uh, we lived in a little area down in uh, in Gary that that was named Alpheus. Most of us knew it as number two, and right. we lived <laughs> Gary number two. Now, Gary, for those of you who who are not familiar with uh, Southern West Virginia, was a town that was established by U.S. Steel, which was at the time the largest corporation in the United States. And Gary, West Virginia, was premier. Uh, coal mining operation in the in the entire system, and so uh, so it was a very active little town. I lived next door to the Reeves family uh, when we lived down there in Number Two, and then right. we moved when they moved to Gary Bottom where you all live. Um, we moved up to Pinchback, but Eddie uh, Eddie used to take me up to watch you guys practice when I was a little kid, and you always like you said uh, even your practice field was sort of a sandlot field at the time. You had a beautiful stadium. Uh, but you all didn't go in there, if I remember correctly, until right before game day. Um, and you used to run sprint, sprints out on the sandlot, and I was a little bitty boy. I thought you all were like the pros. I used to out there, be out there trying to run sprints with you guys. You guys. Um, but you were competing at a very high level. Um, 68, I believe, you all uh, went 7-3. and three. And um, I always played Norfolk, first game of the year. Uh, 69, I think you all went 7-3. and three. And then in 70, you all went undefeated and won the state championship. Right. It, it was interesting. Uh, you all played double-A football, but your schedule always included about seven of the big school uh, categories. You, you played seven triple-A yeah. schools on your schedule. Uh, what was that like, and what was the philosophy of playing up to the next level of competition? Well, you know, it's very interesting that uh, we played seven. In fact, we ended with seven and three. If they had the playoff system back then they have now, we'd have been state champs three years on the road if we'd have gotten the playoffs. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you know, it's interesting that we graduated. My brothers Scott and Beltran they graduated thirteen seniors, and we end up being a better team. Right. And you know why? Because the drone bell came back and played, he was the he was the factor right there. He had been to New York and played, you know, Jerome fearless, big strong dude. May really rest in peace. Hey, Doug, man, he was a terror in practice. He was my buddy though. He would not hit me like he hit those other guys. <laughs> and uh, he went on and played at Bluefield State. He's in the Hall of Fame there now too, Doug. Oh, but you wow. know, we played seven big teams. Like I was telling Harold Johnson the other day. I was naming the running backs that we feared, that we know we had to contain. Harold was one of them, John Spraglins, uh, John, uh, John Monroe from Logan, John Spraglins from Big Creek, Dwayne Woods from Bluefield, the kid named Dyson that we from Huntington that we played, and also okay, the trio from uh, Welch, Hooks, Billy Walden, and Isabel, both. No, we, we concentrated on the running backs. We know we controlled them, 
by defense, we will win the game. And, you're, and Harold was one of the best ones we faced. And at the first, always playing Norfolk the first time, I really didn't think we were going to win many games after that game because it was a hard phone game. Mm-hmm. But playing up like that, you know we had something to prove. And we went out and proved it. Yeah. Well, you all had a successful uh, senior year. You talked about that undefeated season, when, and, and I remember that to be one of the best high school football teams that I've ever seen. Um, and just some of the names that you, for, for our listeners, uh, John Spraggins, you just, uh, uh, Bo Isabel, Billy Waldron went to Arizona State. Uh, right. All of these guys played Division One football uh, right. that, you, that you named that you were competing against. Um, just tremendous talent that was coming out of that area at the time. Uh, talk to me about, uh, and Okie Dalton went on, your teammate went on to play pro ball. He went to Jackson State, yeah. was on one of those great Jackson State teams, and then uh, and then went on to play play ball with the uh, Saints for a little while. Uh, talk yeah. to us, if you would, about what it was like, because I know Duck experienced this in his senior year as well, of, of playing an undefeated season against tremendous competition, because Duck's team did the same thing. They played up in the AAA oh, yeah. uh, uh, category. Well, you know what, though? One thing, though, we had great skill players. We had good interior players like Nagoski, Tali, myself, Jerome. And our scheme, I think we was ahead of a time with our, with our schemes that we used. You know, we uh, counters, reverses, deception. Because I always say, you know, uh, high school defenses aren't that smart. You get them going the wrong <laughs> way. You get them stepping the wrong way. You know, you, you know, all you do is, you know, block. You don't have to knock them down or block them. But one thing, too, during we were loose in a locker room. We played teams that you could hear them over there. They were quiet and silent. Well, we'd be dancing and joking and listening to music. And then those guys lose, and they're still quiet. So they didn't have any fun. <laughs> and you know, it's a fun game, and you got to be loose. Yeah. You know, and yeah. – you know, one of the things that that I noticed, and Duck, and Duck mentioned this when I talked about that 1970 team that won the state championship, was how big you all were for at at that particular time. We're talking about 1970, and you all had right. uh, had we mentioned Okie Dalton, who was what six seven, about 285 pounds. Mike Tolley was about two five, yeah. Yeah, Mike I mean, Tolley was uh, yeah, a Mike, big guy. Mike Tolley was 265, 270, something like that. I mean, he's some big fellas. Oh yeah. Well, we had, we had a big team, but also we had those skilled guys behind them, too. I mean, you know, David Callahan, Chad, yeah. Steve Thornton. Yeah, Steve Thornton, who comes Eddie. on our air. Yeah. Right, I'll see him on there. Stevie, Stevie Thornton is what I call him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, had, we had some good skilled players, and we, we had the scheme, I think, was the main thing. I mean, the versus, counters. Oh, oh the, the options. We had, like, three different kinds of options. And, uh, it was amazing the plays that we had. Yeah. Then when Huntington came down and played, you know, they came to Gary to play. Right. We sent them home with a defeat also. Same thing with Logan. 36-14. 36-14. You know the scores, huh? Yeah, I'm looking at them right now on my screen. <laughs> right. Go went up be Bluefield. 44-12. That's probably the most satisfying. That in Bluefield was the most satisfying. Victims. Yeah. Yeah. Tremendous. Now I want to brag. I want to brag on myself though. But when we when we played Bluefield, I had uh, ten tackles. Eight of them was on Dwayne Woods for 
uh, for losses. Again. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dwayne. Dwayne Woods, for those of you who don't know, went on to West Virginia University and started up there, I think, for three years. So I think he had right. some injuries in, in between uh, the, that time, but he was a star at West Virginia University as well. You know, when we played him, he had nine touchdowns in three games. He got two extra points. Next game, he got four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you all pretty much shut him down. Oh, yeah. Well, that's my philosophy to shut down. You know, we didn't try to injure people. Because injury, injury players is not good, but we did try to hurt people. Yeah, hurt and just put them <laughs> okay. out of the game. Yeah, and make them go to the sideline or make them think before they before they ran and did something else. But, you know, it, it was a good team. I mean, that's probably the best experience I ever had was playing on that team. Well, Steve, Steve you and uh, you talked about going to college. You and Eddie Reeves, I believe, both went down to West Virginia State. You talked about the rivalry with Bluefield State, which were the two, the two HBCU colleges in, in the state of West Virginia. Um, what was it like being able to play with a teammate down at West Virginia State? Well, you know, Kelvin was a so-so. Okay. Me and Ed and Chad, oh, it was great. And, uh, and Belcher was already there, mm-hmm. Mike Belcher. Oh, it was it was good. In fact, the first game against West Virginia Tech, punt return, and that was me and Ed especially. He was running them back, and I said I was the first one on the wall. He ran those guys to me, and I tell you what, back then you could do a lot more different blocking than you do now. Man, right. this guy, he, his head over heels. He'd run them <laughs> to you, get to the wall, and once you get to the wall, oh, it was dangerous. Yeah, we both made yeah. the Providence squad our, our freshman year. Yeah. Talk a little bit game. about Eddie. Yeah, talk a little bit about Eddie, if you would. Eddie was a, was a little short uh, scat, but he was pound. fast as lightning. Pound for pound, the best football player I ever played with. Wow. In fact, his defense was just as good as his offense. He's a liberal blow also. Yeah, for, for, for a little guy, well, he was a hell of he was a hell of a player, man. Yeah. You know, of course, we played okay. together for four years, three about six years. But hell, that's nine years we played together. Yeah. Organized yeah. ball. We could read each other's minds, especially on these punt returns, man. He was a hell of a punt returner. Hey, Doug. Hi, uh, Princess. Um, Mr. Swain, I want to ask a couple of questions. The first one is. Um, when you found out that you were going to be inducted into the, the Hall of Fame at West Virginia State, uh, what were your thoughts? How did you find out? Well, well I got a call from the W Club. At, at West Virginia State, we have a, a W Club that helps boost uh, the athletic program uh, financially in any way we can. You know, they called me. I, I tell you what, I was really humbled. Because when I look at these resumes from these guys that's been mm-hmm. inducted, not only what they did on the field, but what they did in life. I mean, it, I mean, I was so impressed to be in the same in the same category with some of these guys: presidents of companies, CEOs, attorneys, doctors. It's amazing those the the quality of of, of the athletes and the people that have come through there that's in the Hall of Fame. And, and, of course, let me add this on. We'll probably have so many guys from Gary in the Western State Hall of Fame, they might have to build our own wing. 
So, <laughs> then you add the guys in from from the patch. We really have to build our own wing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. My last question before we um, – I wanted to ask – your thoughts about how college football is is now, and do you watch a particular team on Saturdays? But your thoughts about hmm. the state of college football as it is now? Well, you know, I'm kind of afraid of the injury impact on our players now in college and professional. I mean, everybody's so fast and so strong. I think we need to widen the field. Because so we're playing on the same field yeah. they've been playing for 100 years. And you, six five, three hundred pound players are commonplace in the pros. I think you, you didn't see a player like that twenty, thirty years ago, all the time. When my dad played, the field was the same size, and he was a big guy. He was six foot, two hundred pounds. I think now these players are taking up more volume, and the and the impact, the speed, and the strength. This is it's a really dangerous game now compared to what it was 20, 30, 50 years ago. But wow. I watched WVU. Yeah. I watched University of Maryland. Of course, everybody's watching Colorado. I used to live <laughs> in Colorado years ago, so I've, I've been to Boulder several times. So I watched Colorado, too, when they're on. Okay, okay. Great stuff. Duck? Okay, uh, this is... Uh, Steve, we got uh, a few people want to say some uh, say hello to you. Uh, okay, Chrissy, you want to open up the mic? All right, I will. All right, I'm going to call out your name here, Leah. Go ahead, your mic is open. Did I get it right? Hey, Dad. Hey, hey that's that's one of my daughters. Hey, Layla. <laughs> hey, I, I'm here with Tay. Little Tay's with me. Um, we want to say congrats and we're. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Uh, proud of you. All them stories you told me about your high days. I know that the real now, you in the Hall of Fame. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been telling I've been telling those stories for years. And and you know what? That's my daughter. And I have seven grandsons. And I have two, <laughs> I have three great granddaughters. I had a new great grandson today. Okay. Congratulations. Well, thank you very congratulations. much. Congratulations. Nobly wants to say congrats. Thank you. She said congrats. She, she said congrats. Hey, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My family. Thanks for calling. Oh, Marvel. <laughs> Amen. All right. We're no, going to get to the I next one now. About keep uh-huh. it moving. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we, we have a lot to get to, so hold on right yeah. there. All right, Angela and Gilder, your mic is open. Hi, Steve. Congratulations. This is Angela. We're very proud hey. of you. Well, thank hey. you. Now, now, Tim and Doc, you know those are my sisters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. How y'all doing? Wow. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. It's just Angela for right now. I don't hear Gilder. Right. Now, Angela lives <laughs> in Houston. I'm drop so somebody else can join. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome. 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 All right. Cliff, your mic is open. Hey, congratulations, my brother. My hero. You know that, right? How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for calling in. 
<laughs> told me everything I know. All right. Uh oh. Well, that's a good thing or not, right? I don't know. Don't give me don't give me that credit. <laughs> you won't blame or more credit, huh? Hey Doc and Tim, how y'all doing, man? I'm doing good, well, good. Good. Nice. I see you, man. All right. I see you. Congratulations, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I think yeah, I think Scott's okay, out Chris, there too, please. Okay. Yeah. All hey, right. Congratulations, brother. To love you. Hey, I'll talk to you later, brother. Thank you for calling. Okay. Jay, your mic, mic is open. Uh, did I get it right, Jay? Yes, yes hi, I how sure doing? did. Good. How you, how you doing? I'm great there. How you doing? Say congratulations. Give you a little plug. No, that's my son. He played quarterback in high school against his rival. He threw for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, kicked the extra point, and kicked the field goal. Nobody's ever done that in the, in this area ever. Wow. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, too. Bye. All right. Let's see who we have. Um... Yeah, all family calling Tika, in. your mic is open. Yeah, Tika, your mic is open. Hey, Dad, how are you? Hey, Dad. How you doing, baby? You doing okay? I'm doing well. Yes, I'm Thanks doing very calling. well. No Thanks problem. Congratulations, well, you know, and we are I'm, very I'm proud of you. Well, thank you, baby. I appreciate it. Yes. I was telling them uh, stacks. You know, they weren't even keeping stacks when I was playing. Did, I know. Did you know that? Why you I know. It's a, it's a new... Yeah. It's a new metric. Yeah, it's a new yeah, it's a new measure. <laughs> Not everything. <laughs> I don't think you heard you. You said that dog? Yes, I can hear you. All right. Well, hope to well, be Well, I love you. Proud of you. Team, proud of, thank you very much, Don. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you, and I'm proud right. of everything you've done, and. I um, am happy I got a chance to call in. All right. Well, thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Sorry, bye. Right, so there's one more. That... Have a big family. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. There's one more duck that you didn't have listed, but I'm going to call it the last four of your phone number, 6670. Give us your name. Six six seven zero. Last four of your phone number. Okay, maybe no. they just want to listen in. That's everybody. Um, Duck, Tim, um, Steve. That's pretty good right there. That's well, a lot of love, Mr. Slim. Yes, sir. Some some of them might not call in until after six thirty too. So, right. Can I ask? Go ahead, Tim. While I talk to Princess. Okay. Um, Can I ask Steve a question? Um, Steve, uh, you are now a a very successful, you've become a very successful uh, insurance agent uh, with your own agency in uh, in the Maryland, D.C. area. And um, uh, I'm wondering what, from having the experience of playing team sports for all of these years and just athletics in general, uh, helped to inform and build what has become your, your work ethic in, uh, in in the business world? Well, you know what, Tim, first of all, 
the playing team sports is all about relationships. And, you know, sports is about relationships. If your teammates, even your rivals, you know, you build relationships. And I build relationships with my clientele. And, you know, like I tell them, they're like family to me. They're, they're part of my family. And I try to do the best for them just like I would do for any of my family members. And, you know, it's about relationships. Oh, but most of our life is about relationships. Relationships mm-hmm. I have with you and your family. Mm-hmm. Relationships I have now with Doug and his family. Yeah. You now, we're all connected somehow. And, you know, you meet people, yeah. and they know people, that you know people, that know you, that know what. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve, let me ask you this. Uh, having You talked about the fact that you come from uh, southern West Virginia, from uh, down in an area that was known as a, as a region of the state that was known for coal mining, uh, the big U.S. steel town. And then you lived in Colorado for a while and now living in the D.C., Maryland area. Uh, what is it about home that, uh, that makes you have such fond memories of growing up there? Well, it's, it's no place like home. No place like home. You know, I, I lived in Pittsburgh before I came to Maryland. And uh, Pittsburgh kind of reminds me of West Virginia a lot. But I inspected coal mines up there. But it's no place like home and the people from home. It's just like that, <laughs> that connection. Right now I live like four miles from West Virginia. When I cross that river, I get a different feeling. Like I'm home. I'm not. I'm not home. Home, but I'm home when I cross that river. It's something about that place. It's something about the people. Everybody's friendly. Everybody wants to help. Everybody's family because we have a. You know, we have it. We against them. I think attitude against the world. Mm-hmm. When you're from West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you talk about the people. Um, you know, my father was a pastor, as you know, uh, for 67 years of his life. Right. Good friends with your mother and your father as well. Uh, I think they went to high school together, actually. Yeah, and, you um, did with classmates. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so, uh, um, you know, one of the things I noticed when you talk about the people from particularly McDowell County, or as we say, McDowell County, if you're from there, um, that whenever we would have – funerals at our church uh here in bluefield which was about a half an hour or so from uh from north fork and gary um they would be some of the largest funerals that we would have and we were you know our church seats about 1200 people uh and the people would come from all over the united states who had once lived in mcdowell county and that's a rare kind of thing to see um talk a little bit about that camaraderie if you would is that connection man no, it's, it's, it's that connection. You come from the same place. You experience the same things. Your dad's worked in the mines, and that was the connection right there. And that's hard. It's almost like going to war every day. I've never yeah. been in war, but and that's the kind of feeling you don't know if you'll come out again. But yeah. it's that connection that we have with each other. You know, and my mom lives in Bluefield now, and when I go home, occasionally I go down to McDowell County. It really hurts my heart, though. Yeah, yeah. Compared to what it used to be to what it is now. You know, even even our sports teams, like North Fork, Big Creek, Welch, Kimball, we were rivalries, but we weren't enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, we had good rivalries, but we still respected and liked each other. Now we're all still on the same team now. We're on our, our McDowell County, the Patch team. 
trying to pull together and help everybody we can. That's part of our DNA. Yeah, you you talked about going home to Bluefield uh, to see your mother where she lives now. And, uh, you know, one of the things I noticed is when we moved from Magdal County to the Bluefield area, and we moved over to, to the Virginia side, which is even more different. Um, but there's even a difference in that, that culture from McDowell County up into the Mercer County area, Bluefield. There's just a closeness with McDowell County people that is really, really rare. Well, you know, some of the finest people I know, and not not counting myself, though, but some of the finest people I know are from McDowell County. Yeah, well, you included, my brother. And as you mentioned earlier. I ain't want to put myself in the back. <laughs> yeah. I, I look at you, you know, know, gentlemen, right there. You, you and Duck. I mean, you and Duck. Well, what comes out of it? You mentioned that the expectation was was even though they grew up in in that region of the state, which was not uh, the most economically affluent area at times. Um, the, the the expectation was that everybody was going to get an education. Um, oh yeah. And that people were going to go out and do something special. And there were a lot of high achievers that came out of that area. Oh yeah, well you know, and and that's how that's how the coal mine families measured their success and how successful their their kids became. And you know you you know you was going to college, you know, I was going to go to Bluefield State or State or Concord or somewhere, or go in the Army or go work in the coal mine. So mm-hmm. we look at that options there. That college was a good was a good option, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, that's right, without a doubt. Hey, Hey, Doc, let me tell you this story about these great recruits from Gary. Me and Ted, Eddie, you know, we went down to Welch and caught the Trailways bus to wow. State, to Charleston. So everything we owned was in a suitcase. <laughs> you know, we didn't have much. And we rode the right. bus, the city bus from Charleston down the state campus. And then after we got there, you know what happened then? We took over the football team. You know, they didn't send a limo to pick us up or an Uber. We rode the city bus. But, you know, things have changed now. You know, kids come to school with U-Hauls and stuff. Everything I owned was in a, was in a small trunk at that time. Now, Steve, if I'm not mistaken, you were on campus. At the, you mentioned Chad. Uh, Chad Thomas was on campus with you. You mentioned Eddie Reeves was on campus with you. Uh, you were also down there during the time when Freddie Bailey and uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, David McDaniel were there as well. Is that correct? All those things, yeah. In fact, David and I, he was the captain of the basketball team his senior year, and I was the captain of the football team that senior year. But David was there wow. at State Angel. From uh, from Welch, a lot of a lot of a lot of people from the past there. Princess, who else do we have, Princess? All right, we have Karen. Karen, your mic is open. Uh, good afternoon or good evening. This is Karen Swain Willoughby. I'm Steve's oldest sibling, and I'm very 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 proud of my brother. Hey, brother. I was just thinking about those of us who came out of McDowell County and how successful we <laughs> are. Uh, when we grew up, the expectation, as my brother says, that we were going to college. It wasn't uh, a choice. You either go to college or you go to work. And uh, there were very few opportunities in McDowell County, especially for young people of color other than working in the mines, and there were literally none for women. So when I went away to college, I actually went to West Virginia State 
to the Upward Bound program, which gave me a taste of what college life was like. And I took college courses. And when I was able to go to college after my Upward Bound experience, everything that I learned at West Virginia State was uh, applied to my college degree when I went to Otters and Broadus. Uh, my brother Steve was very, very supportive during those times, even though he is four years younger than I am. And throughout our lives, he's been very supportive. Uh, he talked about coming home to West Virginia. I'm telling you, when that song, the John Denver song, West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains, came out, I cried. Because at that time, I was living in New Jersey, and I missed home so much. And I miss the people from McDowell County so much. And I seek out people, okay. no matter where I live, who are from McDowell County. And we kind of right. find each other. Right. That's good, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Well, you're welcome, Steve. Thank you, guys. I'll see you later. Thank you. Okay. Thank you All for right. calling. Bye-bye. Mr. Sweeney, I, I have a question. Oh, go yes, ahead, ma'am. Doug. I can ask it. Yeah, I, I was just real, mine's real quick. I, Steve, I was just in shock when, when Karen told me she went to AB. Yeah. I was like, huh? I was like, huh? Well, you know what? We went to you know what, Doug? They, they recruited me to come play soccer. Because they, you know, we didn't have any soccer players. And, of course, they didn't have a football wow. team. But and she, well, she was a nurse. And she taught nursing at West Virginia Tech. But seven young ladies from McDowell County followed her to AB. Become nurses. Wow. My, my cousin, you know my cousin wow. Renee from Welch? Huh? My cousin Renee Swain, she's a nurse. Raina Clark, our neighbor, yeah. and several other young yeah. ladies went there. So that was a great nursing school. They all went up there Never to be nurses. That. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And they asked me to come play soccer. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there wow. wasn't no soccer that time, and if you could kick a foot, kick a basketball, just you could kick a soccer ball. Because we used to okay. kick, we used to kick soccer, we used to kick um, uh, basketball. Didn't have an area in them. That was our soccer balls. I, I just want to plug college for anybody that's listening. One sister went to Marshall. One, once my baby sister's an engineer. She went to Western Tech. My sister Karen went to AB. Uh, my brother and I went to State. And, of course, he's a 40-year coach and teacher that he has an amazing record down there. I don't know if you've seen his records. Yeah, I, I, try to get, I try to get that guy on here, man. He, he He's too humble, man. Yeah, he, 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 he won't even be considered for the Hall of Fame. That's it. Even for your kids, because he has a story to tell. And, of course, oh, yeah. if you have him on your show, 50 minutes is not enough time. Because he talks and talks and talks. Yeah, I remember Scott as a as a as a tremendous passing quarterback. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. this was back during the time when I was. Uh, I, as you you mentioned that the Cleveland Browns used to come on because there was a, there were really only two television stations that we, well three television stations we got and only two of them carried professional football. We would pick up the CBS station out of Roanoke, and Virginia, right. and then we would get the uh, the local station, the NBC station, which carried AFL football. And so that's how I became a New York Jets fan. Uh, but oh, Scott. Okay. Uh, Scott during that time, you know, was uh, it was during the time when Joe Namath was was a big name, and yeah. Scott reminded yeah. me a great deal of Joe in the yeah. way he used to pass that football. 
You know, Tim, didn't, I didn't didn't he wear, didn't he number two. Did he wear number 12, too? <laughs> yeah. He went on 12. Yeah, he number, <laughs> number, wore number 12. Yeah. Man. Boy. But, you know, this, yeah, I'm but sure. we, we got to convince him to come on, Steve. I'm sorry. You just got to convince him to come on, man. Uh, well, I, I talked to him about that because he, he has a story to tell, you know that, from his years of yeah. coaching and all, all the all the players he coached over the years. I, I, I talked to him again. So I'm going to go to Charleston here soon. Well, well, Doug, it's good to see you and your family the other day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's true, it, man. I haven't seen you in so long. I see you through Facebook, man. So yeah, without a doubt. But I think Princess has another question, and I know she's gonna close it out soon. I, right, yeah. Princess, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I, I'm enjoying listening to you all reminisce, um, Mr. Swain. I wanted to ask you. You alluded to Colorado. Um, I want to ask you your thoughts about Colorado this year and what Coach Prime has done. The Prime effect and the impact he's had on college football. Your thoughts? Well, I think he has a positive impact that I think the game needs to have some changes. And, of course, you have to have somebody to motivate those changes. And I think he's doing that. He's making everybody look at the whole process. Because you can't keep going the way it's been going, even for the players and player safety, even from uh, getting the players, paying the players to help supplement their because everybody's not getting the big NIL money. You know, most of the players are not getting anything. It's had to change for them. But, you know, you know, college football is the entertainment business. And, of course, Prime has always been entertainment. For sure. He's definitely been entertainment. Um, and, and he's you, you have to – you have to acknowledge his effect and his coaching style, even if he's not your cup of tea. Um, but I, I'm I'm very proud of what he's done, and I, I root for him just because uh, oh, yeah. he looks like me. Oh, yeah. Know, I and I want to see sure. him succeed. Exactly, exactly. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for being on um, and well, for allowing so many other people to, to reach out to you. Thank you, Duck, for for organizing this. No problem, man. Steve deserves you, it. You another you another humble brother, man. It was great seeing you and well right. deserved honor. Well, thank you very much. And you two guys have really done done great work on the athletic field and off the field. I, I follow well, you. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, and then I, that, and yeah, I duck, duck more so than than me, but uh, you know I appreciate that. <laughs> well, Steve, I, Steve, I've been training my boys to. To kind of sing like Tim, I still in, still in work in progress. Though, man. Hey, you know, I, I, I practice every day, man. I'm doing my day job, but I'm doing custom wrestling things. What I want to do? Yeah, I got to go some to beat Tim Moore. I'm so oh, no, it's in his blood. It's in his blood, y'all. Yeah. Back in the day, they would say, go get Motown. Let's contact Motown. <laughs> and he's probably the worst nigga in his family. Yeah, that's right. Wow. That's right. Yeah, I came from a very wow. musical family. Oh, yeah. He's probably he's the worst nigga. Everybody is probably okay. Awesome. Right, Tim? Well, we're... That's right. That's right, Steve. My, my sisters in particular. I think you you were oh, yeah. in the class with uh, either uh, Myra. Myra or Sam. Yeah, yeah with Myra. Myra and I. We graduated together. Yeah, yeah. 
I said we have both. Our both our families have deep histories, even even uh, David's family. Yes, yes, right. Amen, amen. We were, well, we appreciate you being on. And just because you're on, Mrs. Swain, I'm gonna play this song as we go out. Never had it so good. Sports Talk Radio. Where are they now? Press Our it. guest was Steve Swain. Yes, sir. I'm yes, like Doc. I'm like Karen. I'm like Karen. I'm getting ready to get emotional. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> So y'all do whatever you want to do. Here we go. Lord have mercy. (laughs) Almost seven. West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountains. Shenandoah River. Oh boy.